The Crimes Ireland podcast is intended for a mature audience. Hello everyone and welcome once again to The Crimes Ireland podcast. Today's episode is called The Triple Murder-Suicide in Ballinamullen Townland. I hope you enjoyed the episode and if you have any questions or queries or just want to say hello, please send them to crimesireland at gmail.com. You can also donate to the show via the same email at PayPal or search us at Coffee searching Crimes Ireland. Balanamon is a townland just two and a half miles outside of Oma, which in the present day is the county town of County Tyrone. At the time of this case, it was part of the not yet formed region of Northern Ireland. On the morning of the 14th of April 1914, Owen McAleer was described as a local man of 45 years and strongly built. He lived on the family farm with his wife Annie, Bernard and Mary. Owen's brother-in-law had been getting progressively unwell from an unknown illness this last while. Zoe had been staying there and trying to help in some way with his care. This brother, Patrick, had an illness that, quote, took the form of depression that manifested itself in violence against his family. Disclaimer, I am not qualified in any way in psychology unless internet searches and YouTube videos count. So take all of my opinions with a grain of salt. Regardless, I feel that Patrick's clearly mentally ill and... I don't know if it's some sort of schizoid type disorder, uh, but if, if you know, please send an email to crimesireland at gmail.com. Uh, if you're in the profession, specifically it would be nice, or if you just want to give your opinions, that's okay too. Uh, I'll mention the email at the end of the episode again. M- my own opinion is formed that the fact that he, quote, suffered hallucinations that his wife would bring a gang of men to kill him seems to lead to schizoid-type disorders, perhaps. Again, please contact me if you want to confirm my thoughts or refute them. Twice in his life so far, he had been sent to an asylum, and on the night of the 17th of April, the local doctor, a Dr. Todd, visited Owen at the McChrystal's where he was staying, on the express request of his wife Annie. Patrick McChrystal, the head of the McChrystal home, and Michael Lear's brother-in-law woke peacefully enough and upon checking, thought Owen had left and the door on the outside of the house was tied with a chain. Then hearing a loud commotion, he went running and met his daughter Mary Alice coming in from the outside and she told him quickly and breathlessly that Owen Michael Lear was beating his wife. Exiting his own home, the then enraged husband ran as fast as possible to the other house and, making his way speedily up the darkened lane, had literally stumbled over his sister. It was clear to him she was dead without any second thoughts. Moving on now from her and what I assume was shock, he continued to follow up the lane to the house and approaching it, he had now another horror cast onto him. The two children had come into his view. They were Mary, aged four, and Bernard, six. They were lying on the front street of the house, clearly deceased, like their mother, and had terrible injuries to their heads, 
that was cold, smashed and bloody. For a third time now, poor Mr McChrystal started off running. When officers got to the scene, a constable Daniel Cairn was the first of them to find the adult female victim's remains. He said at the inquest he quote, found Mrs. McAleer's body lying in a pool of blood, with her skull fractured and with portions of her skull and brains scattered about. Then moving on, as McAleer did, he found both children dead, one covered by a bag and the other by a doormat. I assume this had been placed on them by the grandfather, Patrick. At the other end of the farm was said to be, quote, a quarry hole, and this is where the same officer made a discovery that Patrick did not. It was the body of Owen McAleer, floating within this former quarry site. Mary Alice McAleer's contribution to the later inquest was to tell of goings-on in the McAleer home, on or around the morning in April, which the crime may have occurred. She and some cousins had spent the night there. When going to sleep, she had shared a bed with Mary McAleer and the baby boy, Bernard. Another mother and daughter also slept in the room, the mother's name being Ellen McCullen. And at around daybreak, Alice McChrystal was wakened by Owen returning to the house. Owen had gone to bed, but when he had woke again at a later time, he was, quote, very troubled. Taking a bicycle and carrying it to the front door of the home, he threw it out onto the street. All while doing so, he was, quote, shouting and cursing at his wife. Leaving the house, McAleer had retrieved and then returned with a shovel, and almost as soon as he had entered the home, struck his daughter Mary with the weapon. When Mary cried out in pain at this, quote, he carried her outside and killed her. Then he, quote, lifted baby Bernard and took him outside. Mary Alice said she heard him crying, and then there was utter silence. The girl, who now I'm sure is absolutely terrified, decided to hide in the house for a while, and picking her chance, fled to a neighbour's residence for aid. The girl did not happen to see the fate of Annie McAleer when fleeing. McAleer then began to beat his wife furiously, and McCollum came to her aid, managing to help her get the assailant off of her. But, as he started to run away, Owen got one last hit on his wife, and it proved ultimately fatal. McCollum had gotten away, and you can say it's very bittersweet for him, acting when he needed to try and save another's life, and probably rightly thinking he had succeeded, then witnessed a woman being stricken down before his eyes. Other testimony from doctors Leach and Todd described first Owen McAleer's examination and they said his death was caused due to suffocation by drowning. They also summarised all of the other deaths as one group, as all of the injuries sustained were basically identical. Although convenient, probably not ideal. All three were reported as having extensive injuries including fracturing of the skull, multiple haemorrhages and also of shock. Both doctors finished by stating, quote, all the injuries were caused by great violence. After the jury had heard all of the evidence, they had decided the accused must have been, quote, 
temporarily insane because, quote, when he was well, he was good to his wife and children and was a peaceful and loving husband. It was expected and shocking to the local residents as they thought McAleer was not capable of such crimes. The people that lived in the small community, as you would expect, chatted and gossiped about the incidents that night, and some people believed if only Owen had gotten sent to the asylum on the 17th of April when the doctor examined him, maybe then Annie and the two children would not have been killed. Maybe even McAleer himself would not have died. The surviving children the couple had had were now left without parents, and some of their siblings too. Thank you very much for listening to that episode, and I hope you found it interesting. If you have any questions or queries about the show, please send it to crimesireland at gmail.com. You can also donate to the show via PayPal using the same email, or go to buy us a coffee and search Crimes Ireland. Thanks again, and goodbye.